Good evening. My name is Ian Duncan McDonald. Welcome to podcast number 30 of Safe Dividend Investing. Tonight, we are going to review the first half of chapter 10 of my book, Income and Wealth from Self-Directed Investing. The title for this chapter is Monitoring Your Stocks. Your self-directed investment service provider offers a wealth of free tools for tracking the historical value of your portfolio and individual stocks. So much information is available that you can get lost in it. Investment advisors are certainly not stressing themselves daily over the individual stocks in a client's portfolio nor do investment advisors have checklists tracking every dividend payment made to each of their clients. Before Miss Innocence took back control of her portfolio, she was not aware of dividend payments being made to her account. After Miss Innocence had learned enough to pick 20 good dividend-paying stocks for her portfolio, she contacted me. In an agitated state, it upset her that the bank's computer program was not projecting as much of an annual dividend income as she expected. She had found an income projection program in her bank's website, which projected her total dividend income for the year. While I had never noticed that such a program existed, I thought it could be an interesting reference tool. Miss Innocent's concern was she was not going to realize the generous 6% dividend that I had predicted she would receive. I responded that for me to determine why she was not getting the 6% income, I needed to see the actual dollar amounts of the dividends being deposited into her account for each stock and the deposit dates. With that information, I could see which stock was or was not paying the expected dividends. I also needed to know the purchase date of her shares. I finished my note by telling her that the stock's dividend percentage that she was using to calculate her expected income could be misleading. The dividend percentage of a stock changes daily because it is the expected total of dividends paid out in a year calculated as a percentage of a stock's daily fluctuating price. I suggested in calculating a more accurate estimate of her projected income, she should add up all the expected dividend payments for the year and calculate what percentage it was of the total value of all stocks in her portfolio it should work out to the 6%. When Miss Innocence took 6% of her portfolio's total value, she found the bank's income project program was low because her portfolio did not yet include 15% of the money she had yet to invest in dividend-paying stocks. With millions of customers, depending on the accuracy of their computer systems, Banks are likely to make a mistake. Carefully 
check out your calculations before assuming an error has been made. Monitoring a portfolio's results can cause undue stress. One of my speculator friends is always very concerned that his portfolio growth is doing better than the stock market averages. When he beats the market average, he sees it as a sign of his superior investing skill. Speculative investors worrying about being able to pick stocks that will show unusual increases in share price do not fit into the objectives of value investors. If you buy stocks to hold for decades through fluctuating markets, the daily movement of various stock market indices are mostly irrelevant. I hope that Miss Innocence insecurity whenever the stock market exchanges declines will fade with time. All she needs to be concerned about is how her total portfolio is doing. After investing for years and not being concerned about fluctuating stock market indices, I see that my portfolio is 90.23% ahead of where it was December 31st 2010. Has this increase in wealth changed my life? It hasn't. If I were to convert all my shares to cash, it would mean that the ever-increasing dividend income I receive each year would disappear. Liquidating my portfolio would be killing the goose that laid the golden egg every month. Therefore, when you look at your portfolio statistics, Keep the long-term picture in mind and become deaf to the media's constant warnings of an imminent financial apocalypse. Each morning, I go to my stock portfolio in my investment dealer's website and I record two numbers in a book that I have kept for 15 years. In it, I keep track of the previous day's total portfolio value and the total amount of cash in the account. Before I retired 15 years ago, I used to invest the dividend income. Now, the monthly dividend income that shows up in this account gets transferred to my checking account to pay my living expenses. I can estimate how much cash will appear each morning depending on which day of the month it is. Dividends are mostly paid at the middle and at the end of each month. If I see unexpected cash appearing at other times of the month, I will check the activity screen to see why cash has arrived. Since the total amount in the portfolio changes very little in a day, it rarely causes me to look more closely. By listening to the business news, on the radio and watching the stock ticker on television for a few minutes each day, I'm rarely surprised by a change in my portfolio. However, sometimes there can be a significant anomaly that bears investigation. When that happens, you need a permanent historical snapshot of what your portfolio like like to refer to. Every three to six months, I could review an Excel spreadsheet that I created. 
It lists each stock in my portfolio. For each stock, I should update the following information horizontally in the following sequence. However, my concern is primarily those stocks who are not performing up to my expectations. Usually, I only update their information. It seems unnecessary to up those that I've had large increases in their share price and whose dividends are being paid constantly and consistently year after year. Such stocks represent most of my portfolio. Until you gain such experience with your stocks, you may feel more comfortable updating them all. I enter on this spreadsheet, number one, the date I entered the data. Number two, what the stock score was that day. Number three, the price of the stock that day. Number four, the book value of the stock that day. Five, the dividend yield percent for the stock that day. The stock's operating margin percent. Seven, the stock's trading symbol. Eight, the full name of the stock. Nine, the price of the stock four years ago. 10, the price to earnings ratio. 11, the number of analysts recommending the stock as a buy. 12, the number of analysts recommending the stock as a strong buy. 13, the volume of shares trading that date. And there is space at the end of that line for notes. I constructed this spreadsheet using Microsoft's Excel software. It allows me to use colors, different font sizes, and bold text to make negatives and positives stand out. When adding new information, I can insert a new line below the earlier line. It is then easy to spot trends and significant changes in a stock. The Excel format also allows for the entering of unlimited notes on the same line to explain any unusual observations. This spreadsheet is the extent of the in-depth portfolio monitoring I do. I might also check the various information screens provided by the banks if I spot a problem with one of my stocks. To do this, use the TD investment system as our system model, I would sign into td.com slash ca slash en slash investing slash direct investing. This takes me to the screen where I log in to web broker. Up comes the web broker login screen where I enter my username or connect ID and my password. The next screen brings up the following options. TD Home, Accounts, Research, Trading, and Goals. This time, I click on Accounts. I'm immediately presented with seven subheadings. Balances, Holdings, Activity, Performance, Gain and Loss, Projected Income, Document e-services.
Clicking on the first option, Balances, they present you with the total balances of your portfolio and beside it, the rate of return percent. Beneath this, it states TD, Direct Investing Account Number. The next heading is Summary, followed by the following headings, and beneath are the headings Account, Cash, Investments, Total, and Margin. Your account number would appear under Account, along with the amount of cash available in the account. Under Investments would appear the current value of all your stocks. The two figures are added together and this amount appears under Total. Since you're not borrowing money from TD to buy stocks, you ignore the margin heading. The next area to explore is Holdings. When you click on the heading, it opens a screen headed Account Details. It displays your account number, cash available, the current value of all your stocks, plus the book cost of all your investments. By book, they mean the price you originally paid when you bought the stock. What makes this page so important is that it lists all the stocks you own and how the share price fluctuated since you bought them. This display begins with the stock symbol, followed by the company name. Besides this are two boxes. One says buy and the other says sell. If you wanted to buy more shares of the stock, you would click buy and a stock ordering screen would appear. And if you click sell, the screen to make the sale would appear. If buy and sell do not appear on your screen, then you do not have a self-directed account. An investment advisor has taken control of your account and has blocked you from either buying or selling. This has to be investigated immediately. For each stock in the list, you can see the following in a horizontal display. How many shares you own under quantity, the current price of the stock under price, the average price you paid for the stock under average cost, the total dollar value of this company's shares you own are under market value, the book cost is the official calculation of what you paid for these shares. You may have bought the shares in this company at different times and paid different prices. The gain loss heading shows how much money you've gained or lost owning these shares. It also shows the percentage of gain or loss. It is a gain that displays the information in green. If it is a loss, the display is red. Finally, the percentage of your total portfolio this stock represents is displayed. If the objective was to own 20 stocks of approximately the same dollar value, then the percent of portfolio should be near 5%. Since some share prices increase more rapidly than others after a few months, you will see that some stocks now represent over 5% of your portfolio, while other stocks who have not grown will now be less than 5% 
of your total portfolio. When the occasional stock in your portfolio shrinks down below the price you paid for it, you need to determine if this is a temporary fluctuation, does the stock still have a good score, good operating margin, paying a good dividend, or is it something more serious which might require you considering selling that stock? Sometimes when a good stock drops below the price you paid for it, you're being presented with an opportunity to buy more at a bargain price. A declining stock price is not necessarily a negative. Put faith in your calculations that showed and still show this is a good stock. The next subheading under accounts is activity. Click on activity. This takes you to the accounting screen. Every dollar going in and out of your portfolio is being recorded on this screen. When I spend those two or three minutes each day checking on total value of my portfolio and its cash, the activity page is the first page I go to. If I see an unexpected amount showing up in the cash for the portfolio. The heading for the page is account details as of, then they show the date and the time. As on other screens, it identifies your account number, how much cash is in your portfolio, and the total value of your stocks in Canadian dollars. Then line by line, you will see in chronological order a record of all transactions that have taken place in your portfolio under the following headings. Trade date, settle date, descriptions, action, quantity, price, commission, net amount. The trade date would be the date the purchase or sale took place. The settle date would usually be the same day as the trade date, but sometimes certain investments may take several days to appear in your portfolio. This description might describe a transfer of funds to another account, a purchase or sale of stock, a dividend payment, an interest payment, and so on. Under action, each transaction has a code, such as WBW for a cash transfer between a bank account and a trading account, DIV would be a dividend payment, TXPDV is a tax paid dividend in a REIT, INT is interest being paid. This information is important to your account because the tax these items at different rates. Performance. Clicking on performance subheading brings up a screen that shows you how your investment strategy is working. You can see whether the total value of your portfolio was ahead of the totals for last month, last quarter, last year, three years ago, five years ago, and even since the day you first opened your self-directed trading account. Next week, we'll cover the second half of Chapter 10.
Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.informus.ca.